with borrowing costs coming down and equity markets less volatile, will initial public offering activity recover in 2024? I brought it to you, let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. Hello and welcome. Coming up, Meta's former chief operating officer, Sheryl Sandberg, is leaving the company's board of directors in May. But first... It's been a wild ride for initial public offering activity. In 2023, IPO activity was at its lowest level since 2016 as rapid interest rate hikes and uncertainty over global economic growth crippled investor interest in new listings. But now a brand new year is underway, bringing hope that IPO activity will be robust in 2024. For more, we're joined by Dean Quiondo, a partner at Armenino. Thanks so much for coming back. How are you? Great. Thanks so much for having me back. Really excited to be here. So first, what does the current landscape for the IPO market look like right now? Well, you said it. It's frozen. We've only had a handful of tech IPOs over the last couple years. And I'll tell you, everyone right now is just wondering, when is this IPO market going to open up? Hopefully in 2024, I will tell you, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. The question is, could it be Q1? Could it be Q2? Or could it be Labor Day? I think everybody wants to know. But but you talked about it. Borrowing costs are down. The Federal Reserve did signal interest rate cuts, potentially three this year. And that is causing lots of excitement for this IPO window to finally open up again. So it's definitely a good way to kick off. So do you anticipate things are going to heat up in 2024? Absolutely. And Armanino, we're talking to lots of our clients. We're talking to lots of investors, lots of people just out there that are very positive and getting their companies ready. Like I said, It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And so there are so many organizations out there that are just getting ready, sitting on the sidelines and ready to capitalize when the opportunity is there. So across the board in 2024, we're seeing corporations around the world trying to get back to post pandemic output. Of course, you know, on a personal level, people want to see some good news. Do you think that 2024, uh, the election could then also have an impact on the IPO landscape? Yeah, you know, the Federal Reserve, they don't really like to focus on the election. They really want to focus on, uh, you know, monetary policy. But I will say that, you know, if there are interest rate cuts, uh, that should uh, spur movement of money that should spur more transactions to happen which could include ipos it could include more MA, just more transactions and that could help i will say that uh there's only been one president to be re-elected in the middle of a recession so that'll be very interesting to see now when you talk to executive management teams that are thinking about going public what are their biggest concerns right now? Yeah, there is so much VUCA out there right now. Uh, volatility, uncertainty, complexity, um, ambiguity. And there's so many, all of those things that they can't control. There's 
there's war conflict, there's interest rate conflict. There's so many other items out there that organizations can't control. The executives that I'm talking to today, they are hyper-focused on everything that they can control. They're trying to run their businesses in the best way possible. Operating efficiency is the name of the game today. How can I run our business the best possible so that any outside investor would look at our business and say, wow, I wanna invest in that business. That's what organizations are looking to, that are looking to IPO and looking to markets, that's what they're focused on. I would also tell you that these executives are also hyper-focused on AI and how can they integrate AI into their business and into their strategy for the future. So just kind of talking about that subject, there isn't a day goes by that there is not an artificial intelligence story. Of course, you know, warning about the harms and also highlighting its amazing capability. We're seeing big corporations trying to jump in on the bandwagon. Elon Musk talking about wanting to have more shares so that he can take Tesla in a direction in terms of artificial intelligence. We're seeing Meta uh, announcing new programs. What can you say uh, about AI now and its impact on the IPO process? Yeah, I would tell you that every company today, if you're accessing capital markets, you know, private, public, they're all talking about how significant components of AI are going to be integrated into their business, how it's part of their future, how they are uh, attaching to uh, the next big thing in tech, right? Everybody is hyper-focused on it. AI has got to be part of your strategy. And I would even tell you, not just tech, even something as, as uh, you know, brick and mortar as a construction company. They too are also focusing on, hey, how can we put AI into our operations? How can we put AI into what we do to make us better. Everybody is talking about it. Now we've seen some big names where IPOs have come out and they've fallen flat after a lot of fanfare. What are likely some of the biggest IPOs you're looking at in 2024? Yeah, you know, I think everybody knows about uh, the stripes of the world, the Reddits, the service titans, even the skims backed by Kim Kardashian, right? That's one celebrity back that, that everybody wants to, to see. And, and what's going to be the tone that is set when those organizations go public? That's what, that's what people are going to want to see. But I will tell you also this. What about the next four that follow those companies? Those next four that come, if those organizations, if their IPO does well, then the rush to market it's on. Now, investors have soured on the SPACs in the past couple of years. Do you think that companies will start using them again to go public? Yeah, I think we all learned our lessons on, on SPACs, right? And, uh, I think that those definitely became a, a negative, maybe a little taboo. But guess what? There's lots of organizations that are looking at them again. But there's a key difference now versus in the past. Organizations that are looking at SPACs now are saying, hey, we want to put up great numbers. We want to have real operating results. We want to have real tan, tangible data, be very deliberate with our operations. We want all of that and we want to take that to market. I think in times past, it might have been selling a little bit of sizzle. And today it's all about here's the stake. Dean Criambo from Armanino, thanks so much. Really appreciate your insights. Thank you. 
Meta's former chief operating officer is leaving the company's board of directors. Sheryl Sandberg plans to step down from her position. Sheryl Sandberg is set to quit the board of Facebook parent Meta Platforms after 12 years. The company's former chief operating officer announced the move in a Facebook post on Wednesday. She says Meta looks strong and well-positioned for the future, making it a good time to step away. The exit will come when her term ends in May, but she isn't cutting ties altogether. Sandberg says she will still serve as an advisor to the company. Metaboss Mark Zuckerberg responded that he looked forward to a new chapter together. Sandberg was once his second-in-command and one of the firm's most prominent faces. She was the lead architect of Meta's often-criticised ads-based business model. Over the years, she remained a consistent defender of the social network, arguing it was learning from its mistakes, including how to police harmful content. Before Facebook, Sandberg was a senior executive at Google. She is also the author of several books, including the 2013 feminist manifesto Lean In. Each year in the United States, about 240,000 cases of breast cancer are diagnosed in women. Scientists have now developed a new fingerprint test that offers a painless and non-invasive alternative to current mammograms. Can sweat from a woman's fingertip help detect breast cancer? Scientists at Sheffield Hallam University have developed a fingerprint test that offers a painless and non-invasive alternative to current mammograms. Professor Simona Francesa has been working in forensic science for almost 15 years, using fingerprints to help profile criminal suspects. But along the way, her research team realized that the same method could also be used to check for breast cancer. Sweat contains a lot of different molecules, but what we're interested in is proteins. What we do, in effect, is um, detecting those proteins and the different levels of expression of those proteins, the different patterns of expression, tell us whether a patient is, um, has a benign pathology or has early cancer or is metastatic. And we use artificial intelligence to make sense of those mass spectrometry data. In 2021, breast cancer overtook lung cancer as the most common form of the disease, accounting for nearly 12% of new cases every year worldwide. That's according to the World Health Organization. Traditional methods of screening and detection, such as mammograms or biopsies, are effective, but can expose individuals to radiation and cause discomfort. Francesca believes a non-invasive fingerprint test could someday replace the mammogram, and encourage more people to have regular screenings. Of course, in saying that, this is what we have at the moment, so I absolutely would encourage women to take those tests because they're still saving lives. Thanks for watching In America Today. I'm Veronica Dudo. For more, head to tickernews.co. Stay with us. More ticker coming up.